Hello, everyone. My name is Tommy Yarish with Inside Texas, and welcome to On Texas Football. We're going to talk to Inside Texas insider and beat reporter Joe Cook here in a moment. But first, let's hear what Steve Sarkeesian had to say about his quarterback today. You know, last Friday made the decision to start Quinn as our quarterback. Um, excited about that. I think Quinn provides um, the ability to make all the throws in our system. I think he's got playmaking ability. He's got natural passing ability. Um, I will say it was a tough decision. Um, Hudson is a very good player. He's got great leadership skills. Uh, he's got the utmost respect of our coaching staff and, and of his teammates. Uh, there's a reason he's on our leadership committee because of all those things. And I've said all along, there's probably going to come a point in this season. And uh, whether it's one play, one drive, one game, two games, I don't know. We're going to need Hudson Card to win a championship. And so uh, I'm excited for Quinn. I'm excited for our team. Um, but I also know that we are, we are very fortunate to have Hudson uh, be our backup and be in the, the situation that he's in uh, with the maturity and leadership that he has. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And with that, we welcome you back and welcome in Inside Texas beat reporter and writer Joe Cook. Joe, thanks so much for coming in. How you doing, man? Doing great. Uh, happy first day of school to everybody and uh, to you as well. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. I was lucky today. I got to sleep in, didn't have anything today, but uh, we'll get back into it tomorrow and then I'll all start to stack up again. For now, though, let's talk about Steve Sarkeesian's media availability earlier today. Joe, you were there. He spent a lot of time today talking about his decision to name Quinn Ewers the starting quarterback last Friday. Joe, just kind of delve into what your initial thoughts are about his comments about Ewers. Yeah, that was the uh, the first time we got to talk to Steve Sarkeesian since that decision um, and in his words, uh, basically echoed what a lot of people thought, uh, especially us at Inside Texas, thought throughout the offseason would lead into his decision, that he can make all the throws. Uh, that's, that includes, you know, the short to medium stuff that even Hudson Card was at at that. But Quinn Ewers, as we saw flashes of in the spring game, he's got the arm strength. He's got the deep ball ability. Uh, to really open up a vertical aspect of the offense that Steve Sarkeesian really emphasizes. Um, so that seems to be one of the main reasons for the decision. And But the other thing that Steve Sarkeesian noted was that he's going to grow. He believes he's going to get better as the season goes on. Part of that has to do with the fact that he's still a redshirt freshman who's played in about six total snaps. Part of that has to do with, as a result of that, you know, he'll get better, but he'll have those moments where he reveals he's a redshirt freshman who's only played a handful of snaps. So uh, a lot of the it seems like a lot of the decision making process had to do with the the promise within his offense uh, for Steve Sarkeesian. But a lot of it also had to do with Quinn's own playmaking and natural ability uh, that he he praised uh, often throughout camp and especially today on Monday. I think the word that he used when you talked about him being a true freshman was growing pains. And that's a word that he's used quite a bit throughout the offseason because obviously this is such a young team. He emphasized that a bit today during his availability as well. And with the youth aspect of it, you still have a guy in Hudson Card on your team. And he talked about Card a little bit today being available. He said certain plays, certain drives, maybe a game or two. From your perspective, where do you think we could see Hudson Card step in for Texas this year? 
Well, as the second string guy, he's going to get the the garbage time, the mop up opportunities. That just how that's just how it works. I don't think it's going to be like last year, at least based off what Steve Sarkeesian said, and probably as a you know experience learning from last year, it doesn't seem like he's going to try to do the you know we're going to have the starter and this guy's still going to play. He even kind of said as much today. Does he foresee that happening? I don't, but. Uh, there was a good question today, and it, and it makes a good point. Aside from Sam Ellinger, who I think missed like one, two halves of football uh, th- for most of his career as a starter, Texas needs the backup. They've needed the backup pretty much every year. Even Colt McCoy needed Jevin Sneed uh, in those first two seasons before you know he he really took uh, the the reins and ran with it in 2008 and 2009. So Steve Sarkeesian is well aware that he's going to need Hudson Card at certain junctures of the year, whether that's outside of garbage time. It'll probably be dictated by, uh, you know, other situations, maybe injury, maybe just a bad game. Who, who knows? But um, in this day and age, you're, you're going to need multiple quarterbacks. I don't think Steve Sarkeesian is ready to, you know, have a situation where Malik Murphy is that second guy especially with Hudson Card being the you know three, third-year guy who's played in a good amount of games, has experience playing football in this offense. That's a super valuable asset to have on your roster and a guy who he probably would trust uh, to, to play and start in games. But Quinn throughout camp has uh, shown that he takes the offense to a different level, and that's why Card is the backup and, and Quinn is a starter. When you think of reliability as a backup, you know, guys like Hudson just are textbook definition of what you look for. A guy that's been in the program for two years and he went through a lot last year, especially on the on the negative side. You all remember that Arkansas game. So he's learned a lot uh, throughout his experience. Now, let's talk a little bit about personnel wise. Sarkeesian uh, talked a little bit about how they're comfortable with their offensive assets around Quinn. Obviously, guys like Xavier Worthy and Bijan Robinson make his life a lot easier. But with Ewers operating the formations what kind of looks offensively do you think we'll see a lot of with him at the helm seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s with new chapters added every week the excitement never ends Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian kind of played that one close to the vest today. I I was the one that asked about that. And I kind of have this idea that with the way Jatavian Sanders has had a really strong camp and with guys like Jaleel Billingsley, Gunnar Helm, and Juan Davis providing a good, you know, second tight end, that we may see some 12 personnel. Uh, but Steve Sarkeesian is someone who, you know, his his uh, offensive philosophy is being really good at a lot of different things. So while 12 may appear to be the, the preferred or maybe the lead formation, he's going to run 11, which is one running back and one tight end. He's going to run 20, which is two running backs and no tight ends. He may run a, a wide variety of personnel this year. Uh, and he, he probably, you know, as a coach, didn't want to hint too much for, you know, opponents who may be listening in. But just knowing the, the, the camp that Jatavian Sanders has had, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, 
uh, a lot of different personnel packages in that first game, but I feel like 12 is an area he feels really comfortable in, uh, especially when, you know, those two wide receivers on the field with them most likely are uh, Jordan Whittington and Xavier Worthy, guys he can really rely on. Um, and then, you know, it, it's just it, – it's and that helps the protection as well, uh, having two tight ends out there for uh, helping, you know, what could be a lot of freshman offensive linemen on the field. That seems to be the one that makes sense, but I don't think Steve Sarkeesian is going to marry himself to one specific personnel grouping. No, absolutely. And we've seen Sarkeesian do something similar in the past with his years at Alabama when he rolled out all kinds of different stuff with all the weapons that he had there. You talked about Jatavion Sanders. We'll get to him in a second, but you also touched on the offensive line. And Sarkeesian gave uh, a couple notable injury updates today. Roshan Johnson and Jade Barron are expected to return this week, as well as Kelvin Banks, who had a minor injury in the scrimmage on Saturday. He's expected to return tomorrow. And then Cole Hudson has been back practicing, coming back from a minor injury. Injury. How big is it, especially with guys like Banks and Hudson, who are have been fighting for those starter spots and seem to be in a good spot in the in that uh, position battle? How important is it for them to come back at this point in time as true freshmen? It's huge. Every rep for those guys matters. Uh, Kelvin Banks probably more so than than Hudson because he was a summer enrollee and he's working that uh, left tackle spot. Hudson has a little bit more leeway uh, as regards to. Uh, you know, being an early enrollee. Uh, but, you know, in any case, you're going to have your bumps, you're going to have your bruises, you're going to have the types of things that keep you out of practice for a few days. And being able to come back from that, to, you know, get right back in the swing of things and try to pick up right where you left off, that's a tough, tough challenge for any college football player, let alone freshman on the offensive line. So it's having a little bit of a, you know, a, a bump in the road and then figuring out how to come back and, you know, perform at a similar level to where you were prior to injury. Uh, because throughout the course of the year, we know, you know, these guys aren't a hundred percent come week four, let alone something like week 11. So they're going to have to work through the, the bumps and bruises as, as needed uh, to, to get through this season. And this is just another example. And now, especially that they are contending to be starters in that first five on the offensive line, like I said, every rep counts, and these are guys who need to get everything down, prepare as best they can for the season because they seem to have inside tracks on starting jobs. Speaking of a guy who has an inside track on a starting job, one of the names we've heard a lot this offseason is tight end Jatavion Sanders, and Sarkeesian ended today with a lot of high praise for him. And he said he had the best hands on the team, which I think is a really strong statement considering you have guys like Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, Bijan Robinson all around him. They all have strong cases of their own. Not sure they were too happy hearing that from their head coach. But we didn't see much of Sanders last year. How much of an impact do you think he'll have this season just because of the big spring and big summer that he's had he looks to be tight end one I think there's this notion because he was a five-star athlete rated by I think most of the services including on three that he's going to come in and play right away his sophomore year at Denton Ryan mostly defense some offense probably a middle split during his junior year and then by the time his senior year came around with the Ryan Raiders I would have to say it was 80-20 on offense but it was that wide receiver. He never played tight end until he suited up last year for the first practice in pads with the Longhorns. And then he was working off to the side with Jeff Banks, working on the finer points of that position. 
It's why he was mostly on special teams last year. Fast forward to the spring, it takes a couple practices, but he gets it. And he started showing that receiver ability. And then he paired that with the ability to run block and work in the C-gap, which Steve Sarkeesian views as very critical to his offense. Now, as that first tight end, it seems like he's using that 6'4", 250-pound frame to do work in that uh, in the run game. But he may not be as fleet of foot as he was about 30 pounds ago, but he still has those great hands. And he's making plays like that one we saw in the spring game uh, until the ball was stripped from him by Jaron Thompson. He noted the other day that uh, he was pretty exhausted when that happened. That's going to happen. Good thing it happened in the spring game, though, the exhaustion, not the fumble, uh, and I guess the fumble too. But Jatavian Sanders is someone who is probably going to uh, see a, the majority of the tight end snaps this year. Uh, he's, he's versatile enough to be in line and split out, and he's going to help this Texas offense in as many ways that he, as he can. And it's pretty important, impressive to see how much growth he's made in just one year. And folks, I have to throw this in here real quick, because if you haven't, stop whatever you're doing right now and go watch Jatavion Sanders' high school highlights. This kid was absolutely insane at Denton Ryan. I got to watch him a couple of times, and there were some one-handed catches that a kid his size should never be able to make over two defenders, and he just made it look easy. So if you haven't seen those clips, please, I'm begging you, go watch them. It's really just incredible to watch. Now, before we let you go here, we're going to get a quick quote in on how Steve Sarkeesian and his staff plan to make Ewers comfortable in the offense come September 3rd. We have to do a really good job as a staff getting through this week of really figuring out the things that he's very comfortable with and the things that he's good at. Um, and then our job, um, game week and going into that first game, is to call the things that he's comfortable with and that he's good at. And then there's going to be a whole other box of things that we know he will become good at that we will keep working on, but maybe he's just not quite ready for that yet. And those are the things we work on in individual and on the side and whatnot. So I think the biggest challenge is, is how far can he take his comfort level over the next five days and then our recognition to make sure that we're doing things offensively that he's very comfortable with. So with that, we are 12 days away from Texas football and the Longhorns taking the field against the Louisiana Monroe kickoff at 7 o'clock at DKR. Joe, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for the season to finally be here, man? Um, it's, it's, it's 10. Like, you know, we, I get to, I'm very lucky enough that I get to cover uh, – Texas Longhorns football, men's basketball, and baseball. Men's basketball made it to the NCAA tournament. Baseball made it to Omaha. But inside Texas, bread and butter, where we do our best work is football season. I truly believe that as well, and I'm really excited. Uh, we've been talking all ever since that uh, the, the, the final whistle blew uh, when Texas beat Kansas State, uh, just about how you know excited we were for this second season. Uh, under Steve Sarkeesian for all the changes that have happened in the offseason. You know, finally, we get to see what it's going to look like this year. Uh, luckily, the tune-up for the, the really big game of the, pre, of the non-conference slate is, uh, is a manageable game for Texas. And then Bama comes in, into town, and we know what, that, what Nick Saban's going to bring uh, when the Crimson Tide come into town. But all in all, I'm really excited for this year. Heck, I'm excited to watch college football this weekend with week zero stuff. So, but when the Longhorns get here in uh, less than two weeks, it'll be a uh, it'll be a big day, and I'm really really looking forward to it. College football is finally back upon us, folks. Twelve days away 
from Texas football, but like you mentioned, week zero starting this weekend. Super excited as well and super honored to be able to work with this amazing crew here at Inside Texas. That's going to do it for us today on, on Texas Football. Thank you so much for joining us, and make sure to leave a like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And if you're not an Inside Texas subscriber, we're having a flash sale where you can get four months of coverage for just $1. That's as good of a deal as you can get. So head to InsideTexas.com to subscribe and stay up to date on the Longhorns. For Joe Cook and our producer, Matthew Hutchison, my name is Tommy Yarsh. Thank you again for joining us. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time.